Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning on this Monday. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you. Our next guest, former NFL GM, my colleague at CBS Sports HQ. He's an NFL analyst there, host of the excellent podcast, co-host with the first pick on Twitter, Spielman underscore Rick. If you haven't guessed who it is by now, shame on you. You're not very smart. Rick Spielman on the show. Rick, good morning. Morning. Finally, you got me back on the show. I thought last time I was on, I got booted off for life. No, you were so good that it actually embarrassed the other guests, and we got some complaints. <laughs> but I told the producer, Tom, those other guys got to up their game. Too bad. It's part, It's like what the Bills did to the Dolphins. You don't like it? Play better, guys. And speaking, Rick, of that game, I mean, I know it's one It's one game, right? You've got the Dolphins humiliating the Broncos one week and then, and then getting beat down in Buffalo against the Bills. What... We're, the chunk of the season we're into, including the, the the game over the weekend, what do you make of Buffalo and what do you make of Miami so far this year? Well, everybody was off the Buffalo bandwagon in the opening week when the Jets beat him. And Josh Allen's overrated. He can't play anymore. Defense, blah, blah, blah. But it's a long season. And to me, that AFC East is right now a two-horse race. I think Miami got humbled a little bit just reading through some of the clips. I think eating a little humble pie when you throw up 70 the next, you know, a week earlier, and then you can think you go do it again. But give credit to Sean McDermott. Uh, came up with an excellent defensive game plan, calling a great defensive game that held the running game intact and kept the explosive. I think anything after the first quarter, I thought it was going to be a shootout, but they made some adjustments and defense played great. And, you know, Josh Allen, when he doesn't turn the ball over, he's a pretty damn good quarterback. So And so I think uh, the biggest concern I have with Miami right now, it's not the offense and Mike McDaniel, but can Vic Fangio get that defensive uh, side going? And I know they didn't have Jalen Phillips. I know Ramsey's out and they're missing some pieces. But in order for them to take it to the next level and where they need to go, I truly believe that uh, Vic Fangio has to get that defense going a little bit. Rick Spielman here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. Rick, correct me if I'm wrong here. Talk me out of this. I, I'm not a Chiefs fan per se, but I worked at the Kansas City Star a lifetime ago, and I wrote about that team a lot, and I got to know Clark Hunt pretty well. My kids were born there, and Patrick Mahomes is the most likable guy on earth from a distance. So I, I, I enjoy it when Kansas City plays well. I'm not one of these anti-Chiefs guys. But, man, it just feels like year after year they are lackadaisical at times and they play down to their level of competition at times and they, they find ways to win. And Maybe I'm not giving enough credit to the, to the Jets, but for you, and I know they just won a Super Bowl, are you with me or am I just expecting too much 
that I want Kansas City to not play such close games all the time with clearly inferior competition. I, I think you have Swifty-itis because ever since you start <laughs> showing up to the games, you got a high, high expectation that, hey, Taylor Swift's going to be there. We should score 100 points a game. She'll be the inspiration to this team. <laughs> now, they're a uh, <clears throat> very good football team, and the teams, even like we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, okay, they're not blowing teams out. You know, they had a very uh, – back-and-forth match uh, this weekend versus the uh, Washington Commanders and Sam Howell went into overtime. But good teams find a way to win. And except for the opener when they lost to the Detroit Lions uh, without Kelsey and without Chris Jones, they're still finding ways to win. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to continue to get better. Rasheed Rice is starting to get better. Sky Moore, they got some young receivers there. You know, the offense is always going to go through Kelsey – uh, and Mahomes, uh, you know, Pacheco had some explosive plays. So I don't, you know, it's to me, I understand the expectations in Kansas City and winning, uh, you know, two Super Bowls recently. Uh, but it is a long season and it is a grind. And every win you can get in the NFL, you have to take it. Doesn't have to be pretty because it doesn't say pretty at the uh, end of that W. It just says win or loss. And they're finding ways to win as they. I don't want to say muddle through some things, but they played against a pretty good uh, Jets defense last night as well. But they continue to find ways to win, and that's the most important thing. All right, Rick, real talk. If you were the GM of the Chiefs, or when you were still the GM of the Vikings, if Tay-Tay had fallen for a Viking, are you going to mosey on over and just say what's up or ask for an autograph? or what? What's the move there when Tay-Tay <laughs> moves in circles, you know, those NFL circles? I don't know. It's it's kind of intimidating if you ask me. I mean, I could go up and see these star athletes and owners and everything, and uh, you know, they're just people. But when you go to that to that level, that's a whole different level. So I don't know how I would react then. Um, but that that's a uh, you know what I'm I am uh, driving home. I was over at CBS Studios this weekend, and my two and a half hour ride back across Alligator Alley. I will contemplate that and try to come up with a better answer for you. I, look, I don't know what I'd do either. I, I once had a moment with Riri, but but most people are convinced she just had indigestion. That's why she made a polite face to me. I don't know. <laughs> Got to seize those moments, right? Uh, Rick Spielman here on, on the show. So it has been ugly for the Bengals, and, and it has been ugly for Joe Burrow. We, we know he has that, that, that calf injury. Is there still a path forward from your perspective for Cincinnati to turn this season around, or is it time to maybe be a little more conservative with that quarterback? I'd be a little bit more more concerned than I've ever been in the past about Cincinnati. They just don't look in sync on offense. I understand Joe Burrow has the calf. You know, you can start feeling some tension coming out of that locker room with Jamar Chase and, you know, saying he's always effing open. Uh, you know, T. Higgins, I've been disappointed with this year, just watching how he's been playing, whether it was the contract or not, but having some drop balls. And then now I think uh, he got injured yesterday and, and may miss some time. They can't get that offensive line in that run game going because if Joe Burrow can't move in the pocket, hopefully you can take some pressure off him by being able to run the ball. But, you know, the defense was disappointing as well. You know, and, and you know, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, I give credit to Brable and what a great coaching job he does because he gets the most out of the least amount of talent uh, on that team. Their defense stepped up. They've always been able to play – great against the run, but I thought this was, okay, it's a get-right game for 
Joe Burrow and that offensive weapon to have uh, against a very suspect and porous Tennessee pass defense, and that didn't happen yesterday. So when you have an opponent where you can expose a weakness and you didn't do it, whether Joe Burrow is healthy or not, but there should be some major concerns just watching the way they're playing and not playing with the same energy and effort that you used to see in the Bengals play with over the last couple of years. Rick, I'm a Bears fan, but I don't want you to go easy. I mean, there's no going easy. Tom, stop celebrating. The producer here is real happy about my misery. Obviously, it's not been a great year. Now, I have no doubt that that GMs, yourself included, don't take lightly firing someone and the upheaval that is in someone's life and the professional embarrassment, but it's part of the job. If you were in charge in Chicago and you had hired Matt Eberflus and you had inherited Justin Fields, where would you be at and how would you be evaluating what you needed to do or not do, both at the head coaching position in the short term and the quarterback position in the long term? Well, anytime, I don't know if it's very, I don't know, say smart, but if you do make a decision to move on from a head coach and seize them, who's the interim that you could put in place? Is there anyone qualified on that staff that you would say, hey, I know we can get through and survive with this coach if we make that change? And if not, then it could be even a worse disaster if you go through the rest of the season. So, I understand Chicago was struggling. Um, you know, that was hard to take if you're a Chicago Bears fan yesterday, uh, you know, having that type of lead and giving it up against the Denver Broncos team that's also struggling. I thought Justin Fields, I wrote an article on him this week, and the things that he did well and the things he didn't do well coming out in the draft, it just doesn't seem to mesh with what Chicago's trying to run on the offensive side of the ball. Now, because Justin Jefferson's such a great athlete, let's say he ended up in a Philadelphia system, like what they did with Jalen Hurst, or a Baltimore system with Lamar Jackson, or even what Shane Steichen's doing with Anthony Richardson uh, in Indianapolis, would he be a different quarterback than we're seeing of what he's doing in Chicago right now? But it's a uh, the biggest surprise to me is Chicago is that you have a head coach that has an expertise on the defensive side of the ball. They spent a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball, and they're getting no results yet. So that pressure is going to continue to build. I don't know if you go ahead and make that switch, especially if you don't have anyone qualified to be a head coach currently on that staff, and you just write it out and make your decisions at the end of the season. If you have the number one overall pick if you're the Bears, and I think that's obviously in the realm of possibilities, and there are changes, right? You can recalibrate. You can bring in a different coach, a different coordinator, if you think Fields can be the guy. Are you going with Fields, Rick, or are you contemplating, seriously contemplating, just drafting whatever quarterback you think is, is the best in this upcoming draft? Because that could be a choice Chicago faces. Yeah, no, and if you think Caleb Williams is a generational quarterback, he cannot pass up a generational quarterback, regardless of Justin Fields. And – you hope that Justin Fields plays well because of whoever's making that decision, um, you're going to be answering or asking yourself all those questions. What kind of scheme we run it? Can Justin Fields, is it worth, you know, if Caleb Williams, do we think he's a generational quarterback? If he is, then there's no way we can pass him up. But if we do get him, we better make sure we're in sync on what he does well and that our offensive scheme evolves around his strengths. 
not us trying to fit him into our offensive scheme. And I think the coaches that are having success and watching in the NFL, I think Mike McDaniel is a great example. Okay, he took Tua, who everybody thought potentially was going to be a bust, until he came down there, found out what his strengths were, getting the ball out quickly because he's not a great athlete. They're going to scramble around, get the speed and the skill set around him, and look what Mike McDaniel did with Tua. So I think in today's NFL that these coaches or whoever your coach is or coordinator is, and you draft a quarterback, that you better make sure that scheme fits around that quarterback skill set. Rick Spielman here on the show. Rick, the Patriots got embarrassed. Mac Jones looked awful. I actually want to ask you this Patriots question this way by backing up a little bit to last year when they did not have an offensive coordinator, and that's a decision Bill Belichick made. It has not turned out. They do now, but it did not turn out well for Mac Jones' development, and obviously the Patriots aren't doing well. When you were a GM, if you're head coach, and I know Bill Belichick's in charge, so it's a little different, but if your head coach had come to you and said, Rick, I got this brilliant idea for this second-year quarterback, we're not going to have an offensive coordinator, what would your answer have been? Well, you have to have those, uh, as some people refer to, adult discussions um, on why and what's the reasoning and why you think it will be successful and depending on the structure of your organization. But the head coach ultimately is responsible for getting that team ready to play on Sundays. And he is ultimately responsible, the GM or the personnel departments, bringing in the talent, trying to marry up the talent with the scheme. But ultimately, the head coach gets paid a lot of money to make those type of decisions. Like, I don't think that a GM should tell a head coach, hey, you need to have this guy as your offensive You can suggest guys, but ultimately, that head coach is getting paid a lot of money to make those type of decisions. Just like, okay, I'm going to hire a college director. I, I wouldn't expect the head coach to have, you can give me suggestions, but I want to hire the guy to fit the college director role and what I envision it as. So I think that you have to give those coaches part of their responsibility and what they get judged on is the staff they put together. And that's why they are put into that position. And hopefully they're making the right decisions on the staff that they're putting together. Rick Spielman, former NFL GM, CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst, podcast co-host with the first pick, Twitter Spielman underscore Rick, and someone who's going to contemplate the philosophical quandaries of Tay-Tay. And we'll talk about it <laughs> next time. Rick, great stuff, buddy. Thanks for, thanks for the time. Okay, hopefully I've earned another trip by back onto the show again sometime down the road. I'm literally going to have the producers send all the other NFL analysts a know that they need to just chill out, and then if you embarrass them, you embarrass them, they got to raise their game. All right, I'll make sure I have my Swifty shirt on next time we talk. <laughs> all right, do it. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you, Rick. Rick Spielman on the show, uh, former Vikings general manager, CBS Sports HQ colleague, and clearly someone who's finally experienced what we all do, decel hurting feelings. Come on, pretty daddy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What? What do you mean? What are you sending him notes that he that he that he sucks? And he's no, not good enough. Not at all. What are you doing? Opposite. He's a busy man. Clearly not so busy that he doesn't feel rejected by you. That's that's how you took it too, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing: everything that happens on this show, every decision that gets made, every change that happens, whatever gets blamed on me. But I you, like that. I like that. That's yeah, you good. do. That's... Sometimes it's you, yeah. and this is an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how I took it, too. <laughs> he brought it up twice. I work at that guy at my other job. Yeah, yeah.
hey, Rick, Pretty Daddy thinks you're not good enough and you suck because that's who Pretty Daddy is, but this doesn't reflect the rest of the show. Why don't we get him on sometime before before January again? <laughs> All that right. work? It's, uh, it's Monday, and I'm already nominated, I feel like, for Bum of the Week. Spielman nominated you <laughs> for Hurt Feelings Guy of the Week. Uh, off to a hot start. Man. And you're like, got your, your sleeves rolled up, and you're like flexing. What are you, Pat Boyle? Come on, man. You two. You guys in a weightlifting competition? I got post- He's winning. It got postponed. He's winning. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Like, both, I already didn't know that. You're both beating me. Uh, we got buyer style coming up. Headlines from sports and a take on each one, including MLB's playoff picture is unique. And we'll give you a take on that next here in a moment when we come back on CBS Sports Radio. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like, like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Sometimes it's just a matter of talking things out so you can get a better understanding of what may be standing in your way, even if it's, yep, you, not Tom, you. You know we've all been through some unpredictable times over the last few years, and it's not a sign of weakness. It's really not. Just ask for help, especially when you need it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. I did this. It's really easy, and you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend, your ally with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash writer. That's R-E-I-T-E-R. Today to get 10% off your first month, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash writer. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comfort comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When he's right, he's right. Let's get this going. Bill Ryder with you from California. I have an admission to make. I like to mess with the executive producer of this show, Tom Benedetto. I do. And you may know if you listen to the program on a regular basis. And if so, by the way, thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, I just called you Tom DiBenedetto. Wow. Tom DiCelestino. You're listening to Writer Than You with Bill Ryder. That's a terrible rejoin. Like, why? That's just your rejoin feeling sorry for yourself. It's not funny. Well, it's you just you. I'm so nice to me. I didn't edit that. That, that, just facts. That happened. You pulled it. You did edit it. You pulled it and After pulled it out. two plus years of working together, no less. 
I have a, I have a disclosure to make to you. You and I text a lot. It's wonderful. Uh, D Ben and I don't text that often. That's sad. Every now and then he'll text me, and I will assume it's you because it says Tom Dib, you know. And I just and I'll be like, what is he? You know, hey man, I'll, he'll just be hitting on. It'll be so smart or so fluid, <laughs> so highbrow. <laughs> Wow, it's only Monday, that. man. That's what you get for that rejoin. Wow. No, it'll just be topically, totally unrelated to anything we're talking, and I'll just be like, what is he What is he talking about here? Oh, it's the other guy the Tom with Luke? the exact same name that has produced me. <laughs> Did Tom learn how to use big words? What's going on here? What? This is a complete sentence that I understand. <laughs> There's no, not you're... one single typo. Well, as we've discussed, your sp- the language of your spirit animal is the gif, and so when when... When he communicates with words as clearly as you do with gifts, it throws me off, and I think it's you. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. I mean, it's like, wow, this is loquacious. All right, loquacious one. Pro- favorite producer of mine. What do you want? You want a bunch of pr- – you're, you're, you're good-looking. You're funny. You're ripped. Too late. You're, you're sh- Too late. Your shirt looks good. Too late. You have the voice of a radio angel. What do you want? Charmer? No, it's all too late. Doesn't, Mr. Charisma? Doesn't matter have, at this point. You have emotionally broken Rick Spielman, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> what they're, is happening? They're all just hollow words at this point from you. <laughs> I love you so deeply as, as a producer, host, relate. You're the greatest I've ever met. Okay, Tom Brady of Radio, let's do by ourselves. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. I mean, is everybody okay? Like, like Spielman's thirsty for, like, you know, coming back on the show, and you're thirsty for me to tell you how amazing you are? Am I supposed to be thirsty for something? Like, what, what am I supposed to be? Listen, it's I Monday. People are off to a rough start for the week on Mondays. That's all I <laughs> got is, for you. What, why is that a rejoin that's your voice being like, Bill, make me feel better about myself? <laughs> <laughs> Buy or sell, I'm a nice person. Bye. Oh, I like that. I gotta throw in some self-serving reasons. I do. By the way, you do an amazing job. As you, as I think you, as you know, I think. I'm just gonna go right into buy yourself because <laughs> I don't know what to do with that anymore. All right, Bill. The Eagles and the 49ers are the only unbeaten teams left in the NFL, but Philadelphia was given all they could handle yesterday from the Commanders. Now the Eagles hung on for the 34-31 overtime win. And Philly's average margin of victory this season is seven points. Conversely, the 49ers are beating teams by an average of nearly 17 points. Bill, buy or sell your concern that the Eagles are in so many close games to start the season. This might sound counterintuitive. I'm going to sell, actually. Sell. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to buy that I'm worried about, about their quarterback's ceiling compared to last year. Buy. Here's part of the reason. It just feels hypocritical. I... I I think the Chiefs are going to be probably fine, and the issue with their, and I disagree with Rick, their their play, the Chiefs just playing these close games and playing down to competition, to me, is just embarrassing to the rest of the NFL. The Chiefs have shown they can do it. Well, the Eagles made a Super Bowl last year. It's not very different than what Kansas City's doing. They're playing close games that, that they should not. Close game, as you noted, against the Commanders. Close game at the start of the year against the New England, New England team that's not very good, but I st- they're still a complete football team, and along with the Niners, they're one of the best. And the NFC's not very deep, and we've discussed this. Would you put a third team? You don't even have to name them. I mean, I know who you'd name, but would you put a third team in the elite with the Eagles and the Niners? I'd put Dallas in there. You know, Come on. 
And they got back on track. Do you know who wouldn't of. say that? You know who wouldn't say that? Tom DiBenedetto. Because yeah, he's all smarty pants, huh? <laughs> he uses big words. <laughs> big words like like scoring drive. <laughs> I couldn't think of a big word. I couldn't think of a non-big word. But Bill, let's get back to the, <laughs> the NFL. He's going to roll through this. I got it. Of scoring. I, I don't know what else to do with it. Roll through it. The Jaguars got back in the win column yesterday in London, beating the Falcons 23-7. to But, Bill, Jacksonville, they only had one offensive touchdown on the day. But Doug Peterson and company are back to 500, and we'll play the Bills this week again in London. Buy or sell, you're feeling better about the Jaguars after yesterday's win. I'll buy, and here's why. Buy. Okay, I don't feel better about the offense, but I think that I, I, we know what Jacksonville can be. They they were really good at the end of last year. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is still an extraordinary talent. And this may sound bizarre, but I actually think this is the best scheduling reality that could happen for them because Jacksonville not only is used to London games, which is why I bet on them over Atlanta, they're going to stay in London, I'm presuming. They're going to be on the right time zone. They're not going to be – that jet lag thing is real – and the Bills got to come to – that's an advantage against Buffalo. I don't know what the line is yet. I'm probably going to bet on the Jags when they're underdogs in, in this game. I think they're going to turn it around. I think, I think they're a playoff team. All right, Bill, the Raiders – Are you buy or sell? You still – because you were on the Jags bandwagon with me. Buy or sell? You still think the Jags are a playoff team this year. Bye. I do want to see them play more crisp on offense at some point. But, yes, they, they're, they're winning games they're supposed to win. They're back to 500. All is not lost thus far. And the Bengals' debacle does create a playoff spot. Yes, there's absolutely one playoff spot up for grabs that we thought was on lock. And remember, we thought the Jets were going to take a spot. They're not. We thought, you know, erroneous on all counts. We thought the Broncos might push for one. They're obviously not going to do that. So I, I think there's more room for a team like Jacksonville who stumble out of the gates a little bit. All right, Bill, the Raiders dropped to 1-3 and three after their loss to the Chargers yesterday, but there was no Jimmy G for Las Vegas, as he's still in concussion protocol. So rookie Aiden O'Connell got the start in his place. And, Bill, he was sacked seven times by the Chargers. Six of those were by Khalil Mack alone. Again, Khalil Mack, six sacks just yesterday. <laughs> Bill, by sell, Khalil Mack had the best individual player performance in the NFL yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, bye. Bye. If Khalil Mack paid the, played the Raiders every day of his life, he would finish the season with 87 sacks. I mean, the motive, remember the Raiders under Gruden moved on from him. Some of the, not even the Bears could make him work. I'm glad we got to that <laughs> point. Yeah, that was, he was fierce, man. I'm glad you found a way to bring up your Bears. Yeah, me too, pal. All right, Bill, the Buccaneers find themselves atop the NFC South after their 26-9 win over the Saints yesterday. Baker Mayfield threw for three touchdowns as Tampa Bay's defense allowed less than 200 yards of total offense. Buy or sell, Bill, the Bucs winning the NFC South. It's a really interesting division right now, isn't it? I'm sort of torn because it feels like, to me, the Bucs are a really good team against mediocre and bad teams and we don't have much of a sample size of this but probably gonna get just get it handed to them when they play really good football teams all right the saints have a quarterback injury that is hugely problematic in Derek carr the panthers are still winless so it's the falcon yeah i'll buy bye 
buy or sell, if he's there this year and next year, you think there's a better than 50% chance Baker Mayfield will win a playoff game in Tampa Bay? Buy. Really? Oh, yeah, you know who they'll beat? They'll beat the Cowboys. That's such a Cowboys game to lose. You went All there, All huh? my money on the on the Bucks against the Cowboys. You went there, huh? Baker the Mayfield? The Bucks will be like five and a half point. The problem is I need the Cowboys not to win that division so they can play each other. It's got to be like a first round kind of. They can't both win the division. But the Eagles win the division, and then the Bucks host the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are two and a half or three point favorites on the road. And the Bucks beat them by 13, and Dak has like two turnovers. You don't even need my, you know, my thoughts on that. You got it all planned out. No, and give it to me. Give me your thoughts sad, anyway. Sadly, that's probably accurate. Can I bet now? What kind of odds can I? You think I could get like <laughs> 50000 to 1 on betting a game that isn't even on the schedule yet? I'll put $100 down right now and just hope they play each other. That may never actually come to fruition. I would retire when that. It'll come when it comes through. <laughs> all I need is for them to play each other. Said, but true. All right, Bill, let's get to some college football here. Another nail-biter for Notre Dame this weekend, but this time they came out on top, beating Duke 21-14. to Now, the Irish scored the game-winning touchdown with 31 seconds to go as they trailed the Blue Devils 14-13. to After the win, Notre Dame is ranked number 10 this week in the country. Bill, buy or sell, you believe Notre Dame is a top-10 team? It's uh, a good question because the question is, do I believe Duke is a top Almost 10 team. Going into that game, Duke yeah. was number 17. Yep. Undefeated. Sell. I think but the other thing Sell. is they, they played Ohio State, so it's really a tricky. They played these close games, won and lost. I'll sell for now. There's also, and I'm, not a, I'm not a Notre Dame man. Is that your sell? Ah, uh, yes. They are not a top yeah. 10 team. But they always get a bump, right? Because they're Notre Dame, because of the all that goes into it, they always are about two to five spots higher than they should be. Put them at 15, 13, I'll be like, alright, that that tracks. Who do they have next week? That's a fantastic question. I'm going to tell you right now. They got Louisville. Oh, man. Then they got USC. Wow. Remember when Notre Dame-Clemson was a good football game? That's in a few weeks. Ouch. That USC-Notre Dame game I am going, buy or sell, USC wins that game by three possessions. I would love to say that, but USC 17. defense that I saw this weekend, I'm going to sell. Sell. Wow. USC's defense. Not very encouraging, USC's defense. USC's offense, very encouraging. USC's defense leaves a lot to be desired. I understand in the NFL why you have to prioritize offense over defense, right? There's a cap, and you have limited resources, and you have to... But in college football, why can't Lincoln Riley go and just put the same effort into recruiting defensive players? It's not like you're only allowed to recruit so many kids. I mean, there's scholarship limits, but not in a way that limits you in terms of bringing in a bunch of talent. But come on, man. All right, Bill, let's get to some hoops here. Drew Holiday was in the trailblazer for very long after getting dealt to Portland in the Damian Lillard deal. Portland traded him yesterday to the Boston Celtics. The Celtics, in turn, are sending Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon in the deal, as well as a 2024 first-round pick via Golden State, and a 2029 first-round pick is also heading to Portland. Bill sell the Drew Holiday trade helps the Celtics and the Blazers. It's really interesting. I mean, it definitely helps the Blazers. I'm going to tentatively buy it, but let me give buy. you what will sound like skepticism. 
Joe Missoula is the head coach. Brad Stevens runs basketball operations. Missoula is on the hot seat and hasn't done as good a job as he should have, even though they've obviously made the conference finals twice, game seven twice, and, and, and won one of those game sevens to make the finals. They have gone fully offense, and Missoula is more of an offensive-minded coach. I mean, Robert Williams is gone. Marcus Smart is gone. A bunch of these dudes are gone who are defensively inclined. I, I So does Porzingis work out? He doesn't play a lot of games. He did last year. I think Drew Holiday is a great player, beloved guy in every locker room he's been in, respected by other teams, good defensively. So I, I like it. I think it makes sense. But this is going to be a very different Celtics team. I think they're going to be better offensively, and I'm skeptical of their defensive abilities this year compared to years past. All right, Bill, let's get to some golf here. The Ryder Cup specifically. And, Bill, let's just say things did not go very well for Team USA. Team Europe claimed its seventh consecutive Ryder Cup on European soil. Now the top three European players went a combined nine, two, and three, while the USA's top three players went a combined three, seven, and two. Plus, Rory McIlroy got into it with the Team USA caddy, Joe LaCava, on Saturday that made for some great television. Bill, by yourself, the Ryder Cup is still a big deal. So here's the thing. Is Indian Wells a, a big thing? For No, but it is if you watch tennis like I do. So I'm not... I, I, look, CBS does golf. It's big at CBS. Yay, I love golf. Yay, CBS. I love golf. But sell. I, I, do I really love golf? Okay, I like golf. Sell. I, I just don't care, man. Do you think it'll get to the point where... The biggest golfers don't care if fans start. No, no, not no. to care. No, sell that. I, th- th- no, it's it's significant so. to those guys. And, and my brother and a bunch of buddies of mine are are they play golf? They're into golf, and they they were very much into this. And I'm glad they were because then it reminded me that it was happening. <laughs> I mean, you're not a golf guy. How many times in your life have you been golfing? No, I'm. How many times in my life? I don't yeah. know. Maybe two dozen. It's been it's been a long time since the last one. Buy or sell, you can break a hundred if you win ten times in a row. Sell, really? I don't know if I could break one twenty five. One of the funnest things I ever did. Me and two other guys um, were pretty bad golfers. We'd shoot ninety two to one hundred and ten, and we played for two hundred bucks each, and that's a lot of money now. But I, we were all poor back in the day in Kansas City. Maybe two fifty each. Winner take all. Counted every single stroke. I won in a playoff for shooting a 127. That's how you do golf. You put some, it's worth something. You and I should play a $1,000 head-to-head match time. We count every stroke. No, no, no. $1,000. No, no, we shouldn't. 1000 I'm not signing up for that. But I want you to know before I ask you this last question, I am a good person. Remember that. I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm, but- looking, I'm looking forward to the evidence. Bill, the MLB playoff matchups are set, and the wild card round starts tomorrow. Sorry to tell you this, but your Cubbies fell short. Better not be a Bears combo question. Buy or sell, you're more annoyed with the Cubs missing the playoffs than you are with the Bears for being winless. Tom DeCelestino, sell. Sell. Come on, man. It seems like a valid question. Yeah. Uh The Cubs completely collapsed. The Bears can't do anything right. They're both pretty annoying. You know what? I'll buy that I'm more annoyed with the Cubs. Buy. Because the Bears, I told you the Bears were going to lose when they were, I, t- I texted you, I told you they were going to lose when they were up. Cubs actually were like, this is, you know, you're. I want you to know, too, I did hold back. I had a lot of Bears stats ready to go that I didn't send you. So I did hold back a little bit. 
Will you send me Spielman's number? I want to commiserate with him. <laughs> that work for you? Will do. Uh, Monday Night Football game, Seahawks at Giants. It's like, uh, from a good person perspective, Bill Ryder at DeCelestino, right? It's very different in terms of uh, the level there, Tom. You see what I did there? It's me saying you're a bad guy. <laughs> got it. Got it. We're going to get into Monday Night Football and why the Giants can win. That's Tom's take after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Writer than you here on CBS Sports Radio. Pretty Daddy is the executive producer of the show. Thank you to him. Thank you to Andrew Bogish on updates. And to Rick Spielman for being on the program. Rick, you can come back if Tom allows it. I'm I'm a fan of the idea. I didn't do anything. You clearly you did something. I am a good person. I'm a nice guy. I'm pretty weird, but I'm a good person. Most of the I mean, time. You definitely got at least half of that statement right. <laughs> Do you think you're more of a nice guy or more of a weird person? I already know the correct answer. Oh, uh, weird. I'm pretty yeah. weird. I like weird, though. I don't mind weird. Do you like my weird? I like you, man. All right. I like yeah. you, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> I I'm a fan. For it. I no. was waiting for it. It doesn't feel right to be so nice to you. There is somebody on Twitter who's got two followers that started an account just to berate me. I muted them for being mean to you. And I just want to say, can you tell your mom or Mrs. D-Cell that I'm kidding? They wouldn't listen to me. I, I told them to delete it, delete the account. They wouldn't listen to me. It's one of those egg accounts. You're mean. Okay. I tried, um, man. I did all I could do. Just be sure when you're tweeting from that, you remember to switch out of your account. <laughs> I've done that before. I've done that before. That pretty daddy. You want to make sure you know you don't 
Don't Kevin Durant this thing. Uh, Seattle playing in New York against the Giants tonight. Seahawks start as one-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that number's moved, though. I think that number's up to what, two-and-a-half? I'm seeing two-and-a-half right now. Yeah. Uh, Over-under total is 47. Seattle's two-and-one this year. I think like a pretty good win against the Lions, right? They beat them in overtime. That's a good win. They beat a Panthers team that's not very good. And who did they lose? They lost to the Rams. LA and LA's fine. They're they're interesting. This year the Giants have lost to the Cowboys. That humiliation at the start of the year. There's been some beatdowns, man. There's, there's been some beatdowns this year. There's been some non-competitive football games thus far. Giants barely beat Arizona. But Arizona did beat Dallas. It, the NFL, it's hard. The musical chairs of who's played who. It's hard to make sense of all this stuff. And they lost to the Niners 30-12. to I actually, the Giants are not a great football team. I mean, if they win this, they're 2-2, two and, two and a bunch of Giants fans are going to pretend that maybe, just maybe. I think what's interesting about this is, are the Seahawks a legitimate playoff team? Because if you are, you have to win this game. I know the game's on the road, but you're a road favorite for a, for a reason. And if, if you're a 2.5-point favorite on the road, you're really a 4.5 or 5-point favorite in a neutral site, right? You are you are almost a touchdown better in a neutral location. And the question is, is Seattle good enough to be a legitimate playoff team this year? There's a little bit of an edge to the fact they play in the NFC. Uh, it's just not it's not as competitive of a conference. It's just not. I like Seattle, and I kind of like Seattle. I would have preferred it with the one and a half. Obviously, people are betting it. I'm not going to bet this game, I don't think, Tom. But I might if I'm bored and I'm feeling kind of itchy. I keep going three and two. By the way, my picks three and two again. So I'm over. I mean, you know, it's not a bad clip. No, I agree. We're up, right? We're we we're in a five and zero league, and then we also make those bets individually on each of those games. Although I did bet on the Chiefs and I against the Jets, and again, I just gotta stop doing that. I might start betting on the Chiefs just to not cover when the when the lines are this big because they play teams so close. I like Seattle tonight. I. I just don't think the Giants are very good. You're there. I forget. Are you a Giant? No, you're a Jets fan. Thank you for bringing that up. Appreciate that. You never talk about your team. Yeah, because I like to make fun of you when you talk about your team. Would you rather be a I'd rather be a Jets fan than a Bears fan. I'd I rather be know, a USFL fan. Is that still around? What, what is it? <laughs> the X... The X-Football, what is the stupid the side XF, leagues? The XFL and the USFL just had a merger of sorts Great. last week. I'll take two of the, one of the teams. <laughs> I'll take two, please. Over the Bears. We, we, maybe Matt Eberlews can go coach there next year when they fire him. To give you a compliment, Matt Eberlews might be your best work yet. Matt Eberlews is fantastic. As a nickname? Yes. Matt Eberlews is pretty good. Brian doesn't know where the floor is is also one of my all-time favorites. That was a good one. But Matt Eberlews is fantastic. You know what we should have done for National Nickname Day, and I screwed this up? We'll do it next year. We'll rank all the nicknames we've come up on this show. We'll, we'll, we'll pull the top ten. <sighs> top ten. That's a lot of work to be done. I you? like bo- – I know you don't like work and appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I like bobby cakes for Robert Kraft. It, it, it's not as intuitive of, as Matt Eberlews, right? I mean, Kirk Kissing Cousins gets mixed reactions, to be honest. Some people are like, why are you talking about Kissing Cousins? Urban mired in dysfunction. See, that's my favorite. Urban mired in dysfunction I thought was really, really strong. You like Matt Eberlus. It's really good, and it's really holding up really well. It's accurate. Yes. The moniker is a mantle. It's a, it's, it's, it's a tattoo. 
that he has put on himself of loserdom, and mm-hmm. we've just seen it. There's no stretching with that name at all. Matt Eberlus. Caleb Williams is a generational talent, right? We think. Yeah, from everything we've seen, yeah. I mean, he I might mean, that, go back-to-back Heisman. That's the thing that I need to lean into. The problem is that the Bears lose or ruin, excuse me, Caleb Williams, it will break me. If they, if they, the Bears are the kind of team that will also be, that will be, like, just lose the final game, like Houston last year, and then they'll just win a game they shouldn't. What if the Broncos have the top pick? You have to draft Caleb Williams and just sit Russ, right? Have to. Have to. Let, so how many let Caleb Cook guess would there be? Wow. That would be pretty painful for us. So if you're Chicago, this is a really good Monday Night Football conversation I've done here. I'm really on the way to really give some insight on, on Eagles-Giants. If you're the Bears, does Matt Eberlews give you the best chance to go in 17? Yes, and actually I don't think it's that crazy of a conversation to have right now because as it stands right now with the Bears and the Panthers being the only winless teams right now, the Bears not only have the number one pick, they have the yes. second overall pick That's from true. the Panthers. It's crazy. But you can't let you can't let this coach be anywhere near Caleb Williams if you get him. You got a clean house. Got That's to. right. So you don't have to worry about the Panther, Panthers losing. They can go, oh, and who cares? So you need to worry about, I guess you got to worry about the Broncos. I don't think you need to worry about the Jets, but you never know. The Vikings, if they lose some more games here, maybe they trade Kirk Cousins. I think you got to worry about them. They'll find a way to win two or three games. I mean, the problem is the Bears are, I think they're probably good enough to win some games. I mean, how, are the Bears really worse than the Giants if they were coached by the same person? They spent money on the... the... I think the answer is yes. Wow. Do you give the Giants a chance tonight in this game? Yes, I do. I've, I'm looking at this game through the same lens you are. This is not a must-win for Seattle. This is a show-me game. Show me that you're a playoff team, and I don't want to get greedy here and say they got to win, you know, in a certain fashion, but this is a show-me game for Seattle. Are you really a playoff team? Show me against an inferior team. I mean, they got humiliated, obviously, against Dallas, but they have played the Giants. They play, Two of their three games have been against Dallas and the Niners, who are, by most accounts, number one and number three probably in, in the NFC. I mean, that is not an easy start to the year. The problem is they go at Miami after this game. They go at Buffalo after that game. They host a Washington team that suddenly looks better than you th- The schedule gets a little easier toward the end, a little, especially with, with the Patriots not being very good. But if they lose this game, they could easily be 1-5. and five. And the season's over at that point. All right, fun show, good stuff. Thank you to Pretty Daddy. He's going to make Rick Spielman feel better about himself. We hope we did that for you over the last two hours. Have a great show. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. Be nicer, Tom. This is CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.